0: Hello and welcome to the All Plane podcast, where every week we explore an area of expertise between the commercial aviation industry. But first of all, a quick reminder that you can find these and all the preceding episodes of the All Plane podcast, as well as many other interesting stories about airlines and commercial aviation on our website, allplane.tv. I repeat, this is allplane.tv. Today's guest, Jorge Diaz, is an entrepreneur working in a field that, although it's kind of hidden from plain sight, has very important implications for the structure of the aviation industry and for airlines' operating costs. Jorge is the founder of Air Gateway, a technology firm based in Berlin, Germany, that develops solutions based on a new technology standard called New Distribution Capability, or NDC in industry jargon. And what is NDC? Let's take a step back first. Those of you that, like me, tend to book your airplane tickets directly on airline websites might be a bit surprised to learn that still today, in 2020, a very significant percentage of airline sales are done through intermediaries. The Global Distribution Systems, or GDSs, my apologies for, again, another industry acronym, are the platforms that many travel agents use to book tickets for their customers. These GDSs take a cut from each transaction, but perhaps more importantly for the airlines, this is a channel that has also some limitations when it comes to marketing the sort of ancillary services that many airlines have come to increasingly rely on for their profits. This is the reason that IATA, the industry body that groups together many of the world's legacy full-service airlines, came up with this new tech standard called NDC. NDC aims to make it easier for intermediaries such as travel agents to provide a content and feature rich booking channel similar to the one you already get on airlines' own websites, where all along the booking path you are usually offered things like better seats, premium in-flight meals, or a hotel at your destination, just to name a few. On this episode of the podcast, we talk with Jorge about how NDC can help airlines get these offerings in front of more people. And more generally, we talk about what NDC means for the industry and what are the other current trends in airline distribution. So if you are into airline technology, get yourself comfortable for today's episode of the podcast. Without further ado, let me welcome Jorge to the show. Hello, Jorge. How are you?
1: Hi Mikkel, not bad. I'm, I'm currently in Spain, uh, having kind of a half break time and, and this uh, weird uh, situation, this weird year that we are having, but I'm pretty good, I have to say.
0: Yes, I've seen some pictures you've been posting about your, your stay in uh, beautiful Asturias in the north of Spain and it's uh, it really an amazing area to spend the summer not too hot that
1: yeah that's that's where that's where i come from that's my homeland and and yeah i try to visit at least twice twice a year here
0: Mm -hmm. but you are normally based in berlin and you are the founder and the ceo of a company called air gateway and it's a technology company. You're going to tell us now what you do, but you are developing solutions around what is called the NDC, which is quite a big thing for the aviation industry.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, we created our gateway uh, f- almost four years ago now. Yeah, it's a um, company focused on solving, let's say, the so-called problem around the switch and the distribution in the airline distribution model towards the standard NDC introduced by Ayata and, and, and empowered, embraced, by the, mostly by the full service carrier.
0: So basically, when we get to this point, I, I will need to make a short pause to explain a little bit about this NDC thing. So NDC basically stands for New Distribution Capability. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not as much as, a, as an expert in this matter as you are, but it's basically a a standard, a technological standard that facilitates the distribution of airline tickets in a much richer and broader way than before. So basically, if you're a a travel agent, this booking a ticket, until now you had a very limited set of possibilities to do this booking, but with NDC, you can access pretty much the same amount of information about the flight, about the... The type of service on board, et cetera, et cetera, that that you may access directly through the through the airline website.
1: Uh, yes, that's a way to say it. Uh, there is a huge debate in the industry, um, precisely. I mean, what's the, what's the motivation of uh, of NDC? And of course, here you have very different uh, views and versions. The airlines want to have kind of the same capabilities or, or the same distribution flexibility, but also ownership. Also, it's a matter of ownership that they have on their B2C channels, which is a fully, fully airline owned channel, I mean, uh, uh, the so called airline.com uh, channel. In the, but while partnering with uh, with agencies, that's pretty much the base of NDC, the reason to be. Uh, but as I said, it's unclear. It's a big debate, and it's we should have to do differentiation between the standard itself, which is a theoretical container, let's say, uh, and and the and the real implementations of NDC, because there's normally some gap between between these uh, two two concepts. Uh, whether it enables uh, actually new retailing possibilities or not or not yet or it 's in the roadmap i mean there's, it's a whole and very complex debate and we, we should have we should evaluate this for each specific carrier because uh, of course the, the level of uh, implication and adoption and deployment of each specific carrier is is different in, in many cases.
0: What I would like to do is just do one step back to provide a sort of a snapshot of how this works. So basically, until now, you had people buying plane tickets either direct going to the airline website. So you go to Ryanair.com or you go to Lufthansa.com and you you, uh, see all the options there. And normally there's quite a lot of different options and ancillaries, and that's become more and more of a thing. So airlines have been adding additional services that you can book when you are uh, booking a ticket, so then you book directly with, a, with the airline, you get your ticket, you get your, your ticket reference, et uh, the other yeah. The other way that people book is uh, they might go to a, an agent, for example, a corporate travel agent or some retail travel agent. And this tra- travel agent, normally what he would do is just uh, go connect to something called the GDS. And the GDS is a sort of a intermediary, that gets all these pricing information from the airline, and and yeah, it's just issues the ticket. But there's a there's a, some sort of um, yeah an intermediary there that's like three major C- GDSs that get a also cut in this this transaction. Now it's when NDC comes into into the stage, because NDC basically it's it's enabling. Can we say it's bypassing the GDSs in some way?
1: yes uh, yeah. Yes, um, this expression has been literally used because, and it's, as I said, it's not, only, it's not only a matter of functionality or cost, which of course it matters as well, but also a matter of ownership. I mean, right now, if the airline, for instance, in the B2C channel that you mentioned before, in the airline.com, they have the so-called branded fares, which is a way to retail their own. Uh, branded fares as its its name uh, explicitly states it's a way to state their own products with their own naming with their own marketing uh, and and that's something that ndc enables i mean the airlines are able to deliver branded fares through their ndc apis which is something that conceptually uh, i would say that is almost almost impossible to put in the gds world and well there are other sort of inefficiencies in the gds world i don't know if you know but uh, uh, this is pretty shocking in the year 2020, but it's how it works right now. When when an airline, uh, all the all the tariff uh, all the tariff publishing uh, workflow uh, happens through an American company called ATPCo, literally standing for an airline tariff publishing company, where all the all the three major GTSs uh, pull the first from. But this happens uh, three or four times a, a day, so this doesn't enable the airlines to implement uh, business logics and retailing logics functionalities like the so-called dynamic pricing, which is being able to react immediately to demand. For instance, this is not doable because of the of all the tariff publishing model and the GDS model itself. So, and this is something which is under control, and the B two C channels they do can do. They, they the airlines can do these practices actually and this is well these are the reasons uh, mostly that the airlines use to push for to pursue those this ndc-based distribution
0: so uh, basically the ndc can we say it's an an attempt by iata to enable people that are booking through channels that are not the airline website to get access to all these additional services ancillaries etc and in real time dynamic pricing so it's in a way it's kind of um updating indirect distribution to to the same standards that we had in uh, direct distribution
1: yes that's correct uh, it's a way to equal both i mean Equal in terms of um, control and ownership as well. I mean, the, the thing is that the, 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 the B2C distribution is totally under the control of the airline, but the B2B distribution is not. That's pretty much so. It's, a, it's, a, it's an attempt to bring bring the, the B2B distribution, it means through, through an agency, no matter what kind of agency to bring the distribution through partners, through agencies, let's call it to the B two B distribution uh, to the uh, um, airline control or airline owned channel. That's pretty much probably the the the, uh, yeah, the one liner definition for for NDC. I would, I would always uh, yeah uh, uh, keep keep keeping this.
0: So um, NDC it's a project from IATA, but uh, we must say not. Not every airline, not even every airline that is a member of IATA is, is on board of this, right? Some airlines are more enthusiastic than others. What's, a, what's the situation right now? Uh, what's the panorama?
1: Well, it's very, very... If there's a word to define the panorama, it's uh, fragmented. Because as you stated, uh, it's, um, it's actually a small number of airlines, actually. In terms as of as number of airlines, it's a small number of airlines who are actually pursuing in a direct distribution strategy, in an NDC-based distribution strategy, but it happens, of course, in some regions like in Europe, and the three big uh, big, big groups are heavily uh, heavily pushing for this. So in Europe, it creates a, it's a very relevant trend. It's not it's not something that's happening I don't know uh, somewhere in the middle of Asia. I don't know. It's a it's a very local trend. Uh, in the US as well, the adoption is been is big. But the biggest difference between Europe and the U.S. is that in the U.S. there haven't been the so-called GDS or charge, which is a a huge argument that uh, the European carriers are using to push the airlines to switch to the NDC, to the direct NDC channel. So, yeah, of course, this creates a very different landscapes very different uh, set of motivations or no motivations at all uh, for for agencies to start considering NDC as a real alternative. I mean, the first big push made uh, uh, towards NDC distribution was the GDS recharge introduced by Lufthansa. I think it was the year 2016. This is four years ago now. Uh, this was followed by IAG, and Air France KLM. Um, and recently, like one year ago, I think it was... Who did the first move outside Europe? And recently, a couple of weeks ago, Singapore Airlines was the, the one that uh, did this move in, in Asia. But not only, I mean, was, this is not all, Lufthansa kept, uh, I mean, European carriers kept pushing and they started uh, removing the light first from the GDS because they're in position to do this. And recently, I don't know if you read, but one month, like one month ago, there was a big, uh, I don't know how to call it, uh, Sabre announced that. Uh, Lufthansa was by the 13th of June um, uh, 30 of June uh, they were removing all their content of the GDS so this created a big debate in the industry because there's a lot of agencies that still were relying on the GDS for provoking Lufthansa content and this was a, a big situation right but in the end it didn't happen by the way it's, it's uh, today the content is still there but it it shows that at some point their carriers that they're willing to sacrifice entirely a whole a whole GDS channel and we're talking about thirty percent well probably not thirty percent volume but uh, uh, we're talking about three GDSs and they're willing to. Uh, somehow sacrifice one of them so uh, this gives a, a big proof of the commitment especially for from Lufthansa Group with direct distribution.
0: What are more or less the percentages now of uh, the GDS half of uh, airlines ticket sales?
1: Well this is very complex this is super opaque and it's uh, uh, you hear a lot of uh, air statistics but there's not actually—it's not easy to connect with real. I don't know. It's very difficult to connect this with uh, with the GDS's uh, financial results on the quarters, for instance. Especially now with coronavirus, it's going to be <laughs> even harder because it's going to be very difficult to differentiate. So there's a lot of speech uh, and there's a lot of conversation about this. A lot of data and numbers and twisted uh, statistics. Uh, but I think it was yesterday uh, the head of distribution of Iberia announced that they're already selling thirty percent of their B two B, not not of the entire, not of the entire uh, volume, but of the B two B volumes through their NDC channels, which in my opinion is a is a good a good uh, rate. And so did Lufthansa announce in November last month. There was also close to twenty five percent. So and this we can consider IAG and Lufthansa the two um, leading uh, groups uh, in, ter- in terms of, of migrating to, to direct, switching to direct distribution so mm-hmm. th- we can consider this like the leading uh,
0: numbers. Where does Gateway fit into this landscape? You founded this company in Berlin because you spotted the opportunity here right to provide services in this area so can you tell us a little bit what you do and what's your area of specialization between these fields?
1: started I, I had the opportunity to work uh, are closely related to n d c before creating before, before funding air gateway actually had been ayata with the first uh, launch of events uh, n d c related and so on so let's say i, I think I, I can say that somehow I witnessed the the birth of uh, n d c as a standard as a theoretical standard at least um well where Air gateway sits is um, let me explain you basically what airlines are doing let's say that they're opening the distribution landscape to anyone who wants to become an aggregator. In the GDS model, only the GDS could act as distributors by definition and by architecture, by, 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 all, by, by everything, by all, by all means. In the NDC model, let's say that anyone who has the, the willing can come and say, okay, I'm going to aggregate all this content for this reason or this purpose or this differentiation with this strategy or these commercials and start knocking on on the airlines door. This is very important. We talk to the airlines, not to the GDSs, of course. That's, that's how direct distortion works. And we put that content in one single point for, as I said before, many proposals. There, there can be many, many motivations and many commercial approaches to do this. But so since the airlines are opening the distribution industry to anyone who wants to take it, that's pretty much the, the definition of our gateway itself. It's a, it's a company the, uh, w- which was born to aggregate all the content, put it in one point with multiple interfaces because I can see that I can say that well, we are one of the few... Uh, aggregators, NDC aggregators, which provide a dual interface, uh, both an API and a web interface. So we can provide a full end to end solution or a solution for partners that want just to take the content. And this is pretty much our gateway. I mean, uh, uh, anything outside this is, is probably redundant.
0: So basically, your, your customers are, for example, travel distributors or agencies that would like to access the inventory of the airlines with all these uh, additional rich content, information, dynamic pricing, etc., and offer it direct to their customers. And then you, with the tools you have developed, they can do that. You provide them the, a way to to connect with all this inventory that the airlines have for distribution.
1: Yes, we facilitate. I mean, one, uh, um, actually this is part of the speech of the, I mean, this is the counter-NDC or anti-NDC speech, of course, sometimes uh, thrown from the GDSs, uh, which difficults the consumption of the content because it's fragmented and it's de-aggregated, which is obviously true. Uh, So what we do by putting all all this content in in one point, which we could have a huge debate, a technical debate about how we do this and how it should be accomplished and what pros and cons for each aggregation strategy, but probably this falls out of the scope of the of the conversation now uh, but basically we put all the content in one point so that uh, any kind of travel agent or travel tech partner which is not willing to to do all the integrations one by one and going through the certification processes one by one airline by airline and just want to take uh, something which uh, somehow replaces the GTSs in the NST world that's that's what we provide we, we could we frequently I have found ourselves defining Air Gateway as uh, a small GDS for NDC. And that's, uh, I think that that's, that's what we are.
0: And where do you see this market going? I mean, in terms of distribution, there's been a lot of talk in the industry about how ancillaries are more important. Uh, also, uh, you have lots of uh, different tools, software that is being developed to help the airlines be more efficient. And a word that everyone is mentioning is personalization it's a bit like the, the the thing that everyone is looking for is uh, a way to match exactly each offering to each passenger or each potential passenger. From your point of view, uh, as an NDC expert and someone that is daily working with airlines and distributors, how do you see this going? I mean, do you, do you think we are any close to this personalization ideal? Uh, do you think that we're going to have a landscape where... More airlines are moving on on board uh, NDC. What what are the trends here? Uh,
1: okay, uh, yeah, you mentioned personalization. I mean, uh, there are three big uh, arguments that the airlines used to switch towards higher distribution. One is uh, dynamic pricing to enable enable them to be able to do dynamic pricing. Doesn't mean that they're going to do it the first day, but they know that they won't ever be able to do dynamic pricing in the GDS. The, that's Right now they're at a stage of um, gaining the control of the the channel, let's say. And once once they have the control of the channel, they will be in position to do all these three uh, things, which are dynamic pricing, uh, ancillary distribution, and personalization, which is uh, closely related to the second one. So and also and also to the the third one and to the first one as well, because uh, dynamic pricing also intends to be like a way to personalize to personalize the offer the proposal for each individual for each specific request which comes to the to the airline so everything is uh, um, heavily related and comes together but but right now i don't think that these things are happening even when we can say that um, most of the airlines uh, do have ancillaries and are delivering uh, branded first through their NDC channels, which is already a way, uh, a goal of uh, NDC distribution itself. But what I was saying is that right now, they're in the stage that we are right now, uh, they're more in the state of gaining control of the channel to be able to implement these uh, principles and these ideas, which are in a contained, which are part of the standard or ship with the standard, let's say.
0: And, well, the inevitable question these days is... Uh... How does the pandemic affect your business? Well, it
1: obviously affects uh, for for bad first, but also for good because, uh, well, such a shake in the industry. Uh, one of the big problems of uh, when when something is uh, very established and there's a huge status quo where everything turns around that calm situation. Uh, It's way way more difficult to introduce changes, right? But when we're close to a chaos situation, (laughs) it happens that the previous status quo is not that. It's a bit more vulnerable. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm being very optimistic here, but I have the the feeling that uh, all the established, all the huge established players in in the airline distribution will struggle much more. Than newcomers, and, and of course, we are including, I'm including Air Gateway in the newcomers, uh, than, yes, than ourselves. So I have the feeling that, uh, um, as I said, one month ago, uh, Lufthansa announced that they were willing to disband or to dismiss the, the agreement, the, the distribution agreement with Sabre, which is something that I don't know if this could have happened one year ago in the middle of uh, normality, let's say
0: because the NDC is, uh, I guess, not so relevant. It's not so relevant or not relevant at all for, for many low-cost carriers. I mean, because I have this idea, mm-hmm. low-cost carriers normally distribute mostly direct, uh, but That's actually it. some That's of them might be on GDSs and, and indirect distribution systems as well. So they might, it might be relevant for them as well, or not.
1: As you, as you pointed, it's way more relevant for the obvious reasons that for them the B2B channel is way more, way less relevant than the B2C channel. I think that in a conversation with um, managing role. I think it was with there uh, a couple of years ago. They told me that they sold uh, 98% of their of their tickets through their website. Of course, this is not such a relevant. <laughs> it's not a huge relevant for them to switch the remaining two percent for uh, a channel or another. But actually, let's make very clear that the full that let the that they're really low-cost carriers. I'm not talking about the low-cost brands belonging to uh, full-service uh, carriers uh, groups, but uh, the real uh, uh, low-cost uh, brands like easyjet Ryanair, and Wizard have a very, very different relationship with the GDS than the full-service carriers, st- starting by the fact that they rarely have their PSS on their system, which is uh, which is where everything starts from. So. Not not having the same kind of relationship that the full service carriers for the low cost. This is not even a big debate, and it's mostly mostly uh, actually the API API based distribution is a is a very is a very common thing in the low cost world since the Naviter early Naviter years. So uh, this is nothing new for the low cost industry. They already have APIs which normally are not are not NDC are either Naviter or they call it Direct Connect or uh, open travel alliances in some cases i think this is uh, the irish um, the irish airline airlines sorry i always
0: forgot their name is it Lingus uh, or ryanair yeah ailingus Lingus has an
1: ota uh, standing for open travel travel alliance i mean for the carriers, this is not such a topic because it's almost uh, irrelevant even so, uh, lately uh, apparently there there are some locals carriers that are are starting to have a, a corporate travel ambition which are starting to consider NDC or the API based distribution uh, for achieving this this goal. But uh, this was not in general, this was not the trend for the last 20 years.
0: And one question, uh, what are the obstacles? What are the costs of adopting NDC standards? I mean, if you're an airline, let's assume you're a a legacy full service airline, uh, what would prevent you from adopting NDC? is it because of the institutional relations they have with the GDSs is it because uh, there is some technical barrier i'm just asking this because as you said like not all airlines are, are on board with this so if it's a way to facilitate others to sell your tickets and and sell more tickets in general why an airline wouldn't adopt it straight away
1: uh, it's not I, I don't think it's selling more tickets but selling them better and selling them of course at a very different uh, distribution cost consider that on the direct channel they don't have the, the gds distribution cost which is conceptually i mean this is a fixed cost established in the in the late 80s or early 90s of course a huge cost uh, for for nowadays uh, so i don't think it's more a matter of increasing that the, the tickets that they sell, but sell them at a the lower cost
0: but all, if we talk Oh, sorry. If, uh, with um, uh, amount of hybridization we are seeing, with uh, some full-service carriers now introducing some uh, elements of low-cost carriers, like discontinuing some free service and introducing ancillaries. I guess that's also a way for them to sell these ancillaries better, right? Because one that, of the capabilities of NDC is that it it makes it easier for for the distributors to push these ancillaries or to include them into the into the final. That's
1: thing. it. That's it. It's a way to decommoditize a bit the the seats uh, which are the, which is for the word, they traditionally have been selling and yes um, well it has it's an investment of course uh, not not all airlines are in position to do the investment either if you do it through a consulting a big consulting firm specialized in travel or if you do it with one of the uh, out of the box uh, options in the industry which are for logics data legs and these kind of companies uh, in any case of course we're talking about a relevant investment and it's, uh, it's not only that, even it's like a mindset, it's, it's an effort, it's a huge effort, it's an organization that you have to do. And and well, to to the, till today, we've only seen such a very clear commitment, mostly in Europe uh, with Qantas and, and Singapore Airlines. And in the US, they're kind of somehow in the middle <laughs> of making uh, decisions, uh, I don't know, it's kind of on the side, to be honest, uh, sometimes I, I don't I don't understand the distribution uh, approach in the U.S. Uh, for for the U.S. carriers because it's somehow like in the middle middle of nowhere. Uh, it's not clear enough towards direct distribution, but it's not. But but they have a direct distribution ambition. It's, it's, I don't know. It's it's in my opinion uh, the European way is is way clearer, uh, and more
0: understandable. But the cost... they make an
1: investment and they want to they want to push for it.
0: As an airline, if you, you have to make an investment, is it the setup cost? So you have to create these APIs, I guess. And then you, have, you need to invest as well to manage that. Or how does it normally work internally at an airline?
1: These kind of questions always have a it depends uh, response because it's really super changing from one airline to another. Uh, we have examples like, uh, I would say, Lufthansa and IAG doing a very, very uh, clear and focused uh, work in terms of gaining ownership, uh, processes, commercial, the, the the involving their commercial network in the process and everything together, uh, and that you have other airlines uh, which uh, have uh, uh, NDC initiatives and they and they have been uh, proven to be enabled to onboard partners, uh, I don't know, uh, partner agencies, they, their technologies is uh, weaker is not is definitely the readiness is not it's not the same and i don't know we can see this uh, even within europe uh, i mean not uh, so within the same region we see very different readiness of the airlines for this i have to say that the by far lufthansa and and iag are the, the two a better position uh, so far in terms of timing, processes, control, technology readiness, uh, readiness in general, and and the rest of uh, carriers, either because they don't have a clear poli- clear commercial policy. When I say commercial policy, I'm talking about, yeah, for instance, uh, GDS or charges. They throw a very confusing message. They talk about them this all the time, but but then they're unable to. Uh, run certification processes, for instance, a big uh, European carrier, which is not not one of uh, the two mentions above uh, before. And I don't know, it's, it's it's very it's very changing, and this creates a lot of complexity that the small companies like us uh, have to deal with, and that's that's where we're.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, just to start wrapping it up, uh, there is another initiative from Ayata that it's often mentioned alongside. And and that's a one order. Can you tell us what's one order, and how does it fit into this story?
1: Yes, uh, you're right. It's it's um, as, as commonly mentioned alongside. But considering myself uh, quite uh, deep knowledge of NDC, I have to admit that uh, when it comes to one order, I'm uh, I'm still confused about who is the ownership. Uh, I mean, who's the ownership of this standard? Because to be honest, so far, I've been only seeing uh, uh, presentations and, and PowerPoints and, and a lot of talk about it, uh, certifications, uh, uh, <laughs> but I haven't ever seen a, a, an, like a OneOrder API or something. So <laughs> to the day of today, I have to say that uh, OneOrder still confuses me and, as I said, quite familiar to to the NDC idea, the NDC concept and NDC and implementation. So... Uh, i don 't know if it 's a matter of communication or of course can be my fault, but to the day of today i 'm not don 't have a clear uh, views, the clear views I have over NDC which understand why it's happening and how it's happening and where and and when <laughs> when it comes to one order, I have a lot of questions around so um, as i said I can i can 't provide uh, such as much uh, light as I can do with NDC
0: this NDC as well, it's been a kind of a slow process. I mean, I've been following this for quite some years and there's always this uh, sense of expectation, but it, it seems that it's it's kind of slow, right? Uh, slow adoption.
1: Yes, uh, yes, it's slow. As, as I said, everything involving distribution is a heavily res- resilient uh, industry, uh, moving, switching, the, especially when it comes to the pipes, because this hits uh, deep in the in the in the pipes uh, of the industry, uh, is extremely sensitive uh, in all in all in all means. So it's very slow. But as I said, um, I don't know. I have the feeling that uh, 2020, being a super extran- super strange year for the industry, It has been better. Done worst for for direct distribution because it somehow is creating this feeling of okay let's re- reset our minds re- let's rebump a bit uh, the 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 situation when you spend three months or six months at home almost without uh without the possibility of uh, working you come back to work with a different mindset that's for sure in many ways probably it will also affect to what we the so-called corporate travel industry as well I read a lot of articles uh, with stating these kind of uh, predictions, which of course sounds pretty reasonable to expect something like this. So um, I think that uh, yeah, there are some cons. Of course, the situation is not the optimum right now in the industry by far. Uh, it's, we're gonna see a slow recovering, hope, hopefully starting in September, October, something like that. Uh, but um, well, since we're a small player, we have very, very reduced. Uh, costs right now we 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 can we could adjust to the situation very very fastly we didn't we didn't talk to governments and things like that we didn't ask for <laughs> for a, a government bailouts and things like that so uh yeah we we did it we did uh, the homework uh, in a matter of days and i think that now we're ready to 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 wait for the for the retake uh, the reentering uh return of the industry. Uh, back to life, uh, and, and everything that well, ever since comes will be will be great news for us.
0: Well, let's hope so. Let's hope the things come back a bit, and and we uh, all get back to normal really soon. Uh, in any case, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you, Jorge. I hope we will be able to uh, coincide again at some at some event of the industry, as we have done in in several occasions in the past. And uh, yeah,' just finishing by uh, wishing you all the best with your uh, your company your your growing technology company.
1: Well, thanks for the opportunity. It has been the same pleasure, as you said, I hope that we meet very soon in an event that will mean that uh, that will mean that we have back events, <laughs> so it will be great news for the industry and yeah, either with a mask or with whatever, but uh, hopefully we, we, we have the opportunity to meet soon face to face anywhere in, in the world
0: great thank you so much have thank a great you Michael
1: while. you too have a great time